Hey friends, I'm Sarah, your Christian forgiveness coach, and you're listening to Forgive Everyone for Everything Every Day Right Away, where I talk about forgiveness, how to do it, and how to overcome all the things that get in the way of it. I'm not a therapist or a counselor. I'm a highly trained, certified life coach, a Christian, and I'm here to share my experiences and wisdom with you, but also grow and evolve along the way. Everything I share comes from love. Thanks for joining me on this journey. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everybody. It's me, Sarah, your Christian forgiveness coach, and you are listening to Forgive Everyone for Everything Every Day Right Away. This is episode number 65, and I'm going to share with you my trauma story. So the reason that I want to share my story with you is kind of twofold. First, it's been a really healing part of my journey to be able to engage with it and talk about it. And then of course, secondly, my hope is that something I share, anything I share with you, you know, if you're in, in, in the, in a place that I was before that what I know now and what I share with you now will help you in some way in your situation. So a little bit about like my thoughts on, on trauma, you know, in my life, you know, before now, I kind of thought trauma was like only from really extreme, like life or death situations, like being attacked or, you know, like in a war, a school shooting, um, you know, a rape, uh, severe abuse, something like that. And I never thought of myself as someone who, had experienced trauma. But what I have learned since then is that, in fact, I have. Um, And I've learned about something called complex trauma, which is trauma that happens over time from like a series of repeated events. And while the severity of events can differ, you know, for, for different people in different situations, what I've learned is what it actually does to our brain chemistry and our nervous system is similar. So that knowledge has really helped me to understand and learn to live with what I've experienced. So this particular story is about the complex trauma from my past relationship um, and what I have now come to understand was a trauma bond. So I was in a um, seven year relationship over half of which he was an active alcoholic. So when I met and started dating this person, like I had no idea. I had never had any experience with being in a relationship with an alcoholic. Um, And he like hid and lied about his drinking to me, especially in the beginning. So really I was quite naive. I was in a vulnerable place at the time. I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. I hadn't dated in over 15 years. I did not know the signs or recognize the red flags at the time. And I certainly didn't know what trauma bonding was. So it was such a confusing time for me because I thought I really loved this person and that they loved me. But yet when they drank, they did some really awful things. Like there were a lot of betrayals. And, but then when they were sober, or at least partially sober, it was like a different person. So for me, it was like being in a relationship with several different people or personalities in one. So there was like the version 
that was super lucid and reasonable, very smart, very intellectual with dreams and a vision for a future, especially a future with me. And then like there was this version, you know, where, where they would start, he would start thinking about that first drink of the evening. Right. And that version would come out. And when that came out, nothing took priority over that. So that took priority over me and everything else. So I went from like feeling super important, planning a future together, feeling wanted and loved to then feeling like I didn't matter at all. And then there was that next version. And this was every day, by the way, this was a daily occurrence. It wasn't just like on the weekends. It was every single day. So then I was, you know, after that, that period of, you know, making sure he was doing everything that he could to get to that first drink, then he would have those first couple of drinks. And then it was like super fun and like exciting and passionate. And then, you know, I felt wanted and loved again. And then after about, you know, eight to 10 drinks, it was like someone I didn't even recognize, someone who made choices that caused me so much pain. And he would say and do things that just made no sense to my brain. And the worst part about that particular version was when he wouldn't even remember some of the things the next day, but I did, I remembered everything. And, and I would feel you know, again, like I didn't matter. And I'd start to like question my own reality. And then, then there'd be like that angry, irritable version coming down from the alcohol where it was like walking on eggshells and you weren't even sure how to act or what to do. So I found myself like living for that next version of him when I would feel loved and wanted again. So that was like the cycle that I now understand that makes up the trauma bond. And um, what I know now that I didn't know then is how dysregulating and disrupting that is to the nervous system to live like that. It literally changes your brain chemistry. Um, trauma bonding is it's like an addiction. It's like, oh, feel good, get stressed out, feel good, get stressed out. It's like dopamine, cortisol, dopamine, cortisol. And I, like, I did not know what was up or what was down. I felt like I was going crazy. I didn't know what was real, what wasn't. And I had no idea how to handle it. You know, it was very like back and forth between trying to think I was going to help, you know, to having hope, to getting hurt again, to having hope again, to feeling guilty because I was in the situation, to feeling guilty if I wanted to leave the situation. So there was so much like cognitive dissonance going on. And, you know, that went on for years. And then once he got sober, which he actually did, he got sober. And for the last two and a half years of the seven year relationship. Um, but what, but what happened was my, my body, like my nervous system was still experiencing that trauma on a daily basis. And I didn't understand it. I didn't understand why that was happening. So here's, you know, what I didn't know then, again, that I do know now, you know, while I wasn't thinking about the past, I wasn't like living in the past. I would, you know, I had genuinely forgiven the past and the things that had happened. My nervous system was still like totally dysregulated. 
um, you know, from the trauma of the experience. So I had like so many triggers every single day, all day long, like triggers, like he was a trigger, you know, sometimes just the way he would look at me would be a trigger. Something he would say would be a trigger, a particular shirt or hat he wore would be a trigger. Um, a photo would pop up from my Facebook history and that would be a trigger. You know, a certain location would be a trigger. A certain food would be a trigger. Any mention or sight of alcohol or other people that drank alcohol was a trigger. And then I would have some like other like strange triggers like worship music became a trigger. Bible study became a trigger, um, which was especially confusing and like made no sense to me at the time. And I definitely started to think like there was something very wrong with me. Um, you know, like, cause in your body, even though it's in the present and those things aren't happening, it feel when you're being triggered, it feels like it did back then, you know, but because I, I wasn't thinking about the past, I thought like there must be something in the present that was causing me to feel the way I was feeling. And for me, I would literally like, either want to run away or I would just freeze. You know, everybody's got, you know, those fight or flight responses. You know, there's fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Mine were either get away or just completely shut down. And like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say because, you know, there was just like so much going on in my nervous system. Um, and all he did was just like say a word or wear a particular hat. There was, there was nothing about those things in the present that made sense to me to be upset about. And so it was very confusing. And I became extremely like depressed, despondent, you know, and super confused because things at this point, like they seemed pretty good. You know, he was sober and was doing really well with that. And so I wondered like, why was I so messed up? I couldn't understand logically why I felt the way that I did. And so this was my cycle while he was drinking, right? You know, you seek the love, you get the love, and then the betrayal would happen. Then I'd get upset, then he'd get upset. Then I'd feel like I was the one who'd done something wrong. Then I'd try to fix it so I could get the love again. So even when he was sober and not technically doing anything wrong, that cycle kind of continued. It was like, I would get triggered. I'd get upset, I'd blame him, he'd get upset. Then I'd feel like I'd done something wrong. Then I'd try to fix it. And on and on this cycle would go until finally, and now thankfully, he he actually left the relationship. So that was what I personally needed to see and understand um, to break that cycle that was happening within myself. You know, and that added layer of like abandonment you know, was a trauma in and of itself. Like it was like abandonment trauma on top of the whole experience. And that was probably the thinking back, it was the most traumatic thing for me of all, because of course, in my mind, I was thinking like after everything I'd gone through for him to leave in the midst of my pain was like the worst feeling. And, you know, but all this, but you know, this time once I was in that part of the cycle, right? Where I thought like, oh, I must've done something wrong. And so I was so desperately seeking that love again, you know, and then I wasn't getting it back. You know, he left and I, and I, and I, 
wasn't getting that dopamine hit, right? That I was so desperately seeking. Um, but looking back, like that is the best thing he could have done because that specific pain, especially was what led me to, you know, seek the help that I did and learn about my trauma. And now that I understand it, I can, I can understand how to break that cycle myself, like, which is so important because if I hadn't learned that for sure, I have no doubt I would have repeated that pattern in future relationships. So, you know, because that's, you know, this is what happens in, in relationships, we get triggered and we think that the person in front of us is responsible in that moment. And we don't always realize it's a trigger from the past. So, you know, a lot of times we'll blame and resent, you know, blame and resentment happens in relationships that I think could be easily resolved once it's truly understood and both people work together to manage that. So it's been really important for me to see that number one, it was a trauma bond, especially like in the beginning, it, it wasn't love, right? Love doesn't, love doesn't lie. Love doesn't manipulate. Love doesn't betray. Love doesn't blame. Love doesn't accuse or use people. You know, love's not about what you can get from the other person. Love is not sad or anxious or confused all the time. Love feels amazing. You know, you can have passion. You can have passionate, real love, but love is always safe and secure, not anxious and confused. So the other thing love is, is it's forgiveness. Like forgiveness is love. Love is forgiveness. You know, it's important to understand the difference between unforgiveness and trauma. So when you haven't forgetting for, forgiven, you feel things like bitterness and resentment. But if you're not feeling those things, but instead you're feeling anxious, depressed, or confused, that's trauma. And of course you can be having both happening at the same time too. But the forgiveness part is such an important piece to this because in order for me, in order to engage with my story and understand my triggers and my trauma, I needed to be focusing on me. I needed to be loving me. When I'm really stuck in unforgiveness, I tend to be, you know, we're focused on the other person, you know, and it takes a lot of energy to stay bitter and resentful when we're focused on that other person. So of course, depending on where you are in your forgiveness practice, you may need to understand your story with compassion and forgiveness before you can offer that compassion and forgiveness to someone else. And that's okay too. It is a process. It does not have to look the same for everyone in every situation. Um, where I'm at, like I'm, I'm more easily able to forgive and have compassion for others than I am for myself. So it's easy for me, easier for me to get there first um, for them most of the time. But then again, you know, it's not a specific formula that fits the same in every situation. And we'll talk more about that in some future episodes. But so what I know now is, you know, first I was in a trauma bond from the get-go. Um, later I was being triggered. I mean, I do think that there were certainly times when there was love, but, but um, later I was being triggered and having those trauma responses. And now I understand and recognize that. So I know better how to handle them. 
So instead of, you know, shutting down, running away, I'm able to stay present in the moment. I'm able to remind my brain that I'm being triggered, that I'm okay, I'm safe, we're not back in the past where the trauma originated and that I'm whole and I'm loved um, and I'm no longer confused as to why I'm feeling the way I do when I'm triggered, which has been so tremendously helpful. You know, it makes total sense now to me that my body, you know, how my body responds to a trigger and why. Um, and there are you know, like so many other ways I've learned to heal too. You know, I have, like I said, I've ha I have some of the strangest triggers now that I'm working through, like, like the ones about being triggered by worship music and Bible study, you know, from those past experiences. And, um, you know, those aren't things I want to avoid. So I'm working through that by, you know, just again, allowing those emotions when they come up and, you know, just loving myself through that, reminding myself, you know, that I'm in the present moment. Um, I'm improving my relationship with myself. So, so much, you know, becoming my own best friend and supporter is so incredibly vital. You know, I'm becoming more open and vulnerable to not just to myself, but to those close to me, um, improving those relationships. You know, I make sure I do things like I get outside in nature a lot. Um, it's so good for our mental health, you know, and I'm trying new things to help rewire my brain. One of my favorite things, my new favorite social activities is this thing called silent disco. It is so fun. If you haven't tried it, Google it and see if they have it where you live. It is so much fun. Um, and my 13 year old son and I, we've taken up, um, indoor rock climbing together, which is, you know, super engaging for my brain, like in a whole new way. Um, and I like to think of those types of activities as, you know, strength training, you know, not just for body, but for, you know, for our mind as well. Um, you know, would I, would I wish any traumatic experience on anyone? No, of course not. But the truth is what I've learned is that none of us escape trauma. None of us, all of us have some sort of trauma to some degree and we can't let it break us. I think we, we need to learn how to use it. We need to learn from it. We need to learn to let it teach us what we need to know about ourselves, how to heal ourselves, and how to help support others. I know God allowed me to go through this experience so that I could do just that. Um, and it might, it might seem easy to say something like, oh, I wish this had never happened to me, or I wish I'd never met this person. But the truth is I don't regret my experience at all. In fact, I would actually do it again for the lessons that I've learned. But what I do kind of wish I had known was that I needed support. Like I needed a certain kind of support. You know, it's not my fault. I didn't know. Um, but because of it, this experience, I know now so much more about myself. I know more about my childhood trauma. I know more about why I felt so abandoned. And I know more, you know, about those unhealthy patterns that our brains can get into so that, and I think that's so important because now I can be aware of that going forward so that I don't repeat those same choices. 
So I think it's important to educate yourself on trauma, how it affects you, um, to engage in your story, you know, with someone that can offer you the support that you need. Another, another really amazing benefit of being able to engage in my story is, you know, not just my story from this, from this relationship, but also my, my, um, childhood trauma is it has helped me to like engage differently with my children. So you'll hear about something called like generational trauma, where I found myself kind of repeating the same things that my mom did. And now that I'm aware of that, like I can break that pattern and I can handle that differently. Um, that has been such an amazing gift. Um, something that, that I learned about trauma, I heard, um, I heard this said once and it really resonated. Someone said, um, trauma happens in the absence of an empathetic witness. And so that's why sometimes like two people can have the same experience and one's traumatized by it and, and the other is not. Um, because I think it, it does, it depends on the support that we receive during and after the trauma. So that that's kind of my message, you know, that that I want you to think about what kind of support you're getting, what kind of support you may need. Um, so now like I use all of my triggers as an opportunity to learn and to grow, to connect with myself, you know, my history, and of course, Jesus. And, and I'm just, I'm super grateful for it. And so I really appreciate you. Like, if you're listening to this or watching this, I'm, I thank you for hearing my story. And I hope that what I've shared with you today helps in some way. All right, I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Hello, my friends. If you are ready to take the concepts I share and teach to a deeper level in your life and relationships, please join me in my one-on-one -on -one coaching program where we will talk about forgiveness and how it applies to whatever is going on in your life. You can schedule a free consult call with me on my website at the christianforgivenesscoach.com. Let's master the art of forgiveness together.